Welcome to Legendary Dads, where we wipe out myths like you can't be a successful entrepreneur and a loving present dad. We're tearing down lies about being a well-behaved dad, you know, doing what they say that you're supposed to do. We're blazing the trail to become high-performance dads, the dad who's clear where he and his family are going and why. We are laying solid foundations to become legendary dads. Welcome, welcome, and thanks for joining me. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, today I'm going to have a conversation with a fantastic woman by the name of Amy Riley. And this is another conversation that I had a little while back at an event called called Potapalooza. A really fun day and an interesting event for sure. And this conversation kind of starts a little funny and, and ends um, in a different way. And really, because as I described in the in the conversation, it was a bit of a blind date. We had no idea. We hadn't met each other before and knew nothing about each other, really. Um, and so we just kind of we jumped onto this uh, Zoom room together and and launched into the conversation uh, because she was willing to be a guest of mine. So uh, other than the the start and the finish, uh, it's an amazing conversation with a lot of great value in it. So other than that, I just want to uh, dive right in and let you uh, listen in on this conversation that we had. There's a lot of there's a lot of crossover in life. And so yes. um but the other side of it, as as Kimberly pointed out before, when we were talking in the main section this morning, is um, I like to hear uh, women's perspective or mom's perspective. If uh, so, I have no idea. It's blind date deal, right? So, don't know if you're okay. married, if you have kids, or what your business is. What brought you here? So, I'm sure we can uh, make it a worthwhile conversation, one way or the other. I'm <laughs> um, game. Yeah. Where do we start? Well, let's start with where you're coming from in terms of okay. very briefly, just your your life. This is a question we're not supposed to ask at the beginning of an interview. Tell me a bit about yourself. Okay. <laughs> but briefly, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I am a mom. Um been married for 27 years. Nice. Our kids are 15 and 14. Uh, so we got married really young and then we waited more than 12 years to have kids. And that was intentional. Uh, I think we were waiting for some more maturity to set in before becoming parents. Uh, and something, Kevin, something that might be interesting to you is um, my most recent book is about the courage of a leader how to inspire, engage, to get extraordinary results. I'm a leadership development speaker, author, consultant, and coach. The first book that I wrote, however, is called Loving the Pregnant You. Mm. Now, this does feel related to leadership to me, and here's why. When my husband and I were deciding, hey, we, we want to have some biological kids. When are we going to do this? And we kept kind of pushing it off. I realized I had some disempowering perspectives in the way mm -hmm. that like, you know, 
I'm a very passionate and up and down person as it is already. And I just thought, oh my gosh, you give me a flood of pregnancy hormones. I'm going to be off the rails. And, you know, p- women are sick during half of their, their pregnancy. There's all these special diseases you can get when you're pregnant. I'm like, oh, this doesn't sound like a good deal. That's all disempowering, right? And none of that has to be true. But there I was telling leaders, leverage your strengths, do it your way. And I wasn't approaching pregnancy and parenthood my way. I mean, that's the starting point, right? You you noticed, <laughs> you were aware yeah. of kind of what's going on with yourself. Um, although yeah. I, I had to chuckle when you said these, you called them special illnesses that you get. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, there's pregnancy. special diseases that just special pregnant illnesses. women get. So calling them special just made it sound not so bad, but... <laughs> Oh, I see. <laughs> but uh, okay, so let's let's run with the leadership thing because to me this is a central yeah. part of well, I think it's central to life in general and certainly a family. Yeah. Um, and so, like I would say, you and your husband, just in what you've described briefly, that to me is part of leadership where you're aware of yourselves and you're discussing, you know, where are we going? What what's the plan? When are we going to do things? Kind of looking ahead uh, and then taking that through and recognizing where, where you're at and what you're ready for and things like that. Um, Yeah. Has that been a very intentional part consciously an intentional part of your relationship? Yes. Yes. We are planners Uh, and we do like to talk about, what works, what's not working. Um, we are both working parents, right? And and we, as a dual income family, I mean, we decided from the beginning, like what was going to be the household division of labor. Right. Uh, and we didn't want to just go and have kids because that was the next thing to do, right? right? We were married, we were in a good situation, right? We should just have kids because that's what people do. And we were probably really focused on, are we emotionally ready for this, right? Parenting is a big responsibility. I mean, I looked at that and thought, oh gosh, first they need you for everything, you know, then, um, you know, you're needing to, to let them go and develop. And then there's a time where they're not going to like us and they're going to think we're the stupidest people on the planet. And then they might come back around, but then we've got to give them wings and let them go. I'm like, I don't know that I'm up for all of these different phases and what it's going to require from me emotionally, um, mentally, and some, some of them physically, it's not physical as much anymore, but gosh, those early years were physical. For sure. Yeah. Wow. That's like, okay. You need to like, you guys need to start some kind of a program for newlyweds or people who are thinking about it. Cause everything you just said is what everybody should be doing. And nobody seems to do. We actually thought about that. You know, in order to drive a car, there's all this training you need to go through. You need to pass a test. I mean, there's so many certifications and training programs in our lives, but it's like, all right, you know, if the, if the miracle of impregnation works with you, your parents, yep. no training needed. Well, yeah. 
Wow. So, okay. So you're, you're getting to the point of having kids. You've decided, okay, it's time as ready yeah. as we can be. <laughs> yeah. Um, how do you guys, uh, these, these kinds of things that you're describing in terms of your self-awareness and your approach to life, um, you know, obviously in the beginning they're the kids are just dependent on you. You, you do everything for them and so on, but there's a, there's obviously time where we start to, I don't know, it depends how we want to describe it, but you know, some, for some people it's molding or leading or guiding or teaching our kids. Mm -hmm. um, did you guys, it sounds like you would likely have spent some time thinking through how you wanted to approach the, the parenting process and the teaching of your kids. How much did you really get yeah. into that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I probably more or less at, at different phases. Um, I remember, yeah, I mean, as they got out of the completely dependent phases, um, I, I don't know, Kevin, I had read somewhere or someone had said something where like, keep giving your children emotionally, developmentally appropriate choices. You want to wear this outfit today or you want to wear this outfit today, right? Like maybe it would be too overwhelming for the four-year-old to pick out their outfit from scratch, but here's a choice and here's a choice. What would you like to do? And that really made a lot of sense to me because, you know, for a long time, like kids just get picked up and they get taken to daycare and they're going here and they're doing whatever and, and they don't have a say, about right. some of that. So I thought, well, this is, this makes sense to me. Give them as much say as you can. And we've always been conscious to make sure we're looking at what's the next thing to develop, right? What's the next life skill that would be good for them to know? And I'm proud to say my kids have been making their own lunches and taking them to school since they were seven. Nice. They were kind of weird. They didn't like sandwiches. I mean, my son would just take like lunch meat in a bag. I mean, I don't care if you've got a protein and you've got a fruit or a vegetable, go for it. Right. And I don't know how my son has any friends anymore. I mean, he would just take a container of tuna <laughs> and a container of peas and a, okay. <laughs> right. And a hard boiled egg. Uh, but to, to, to learn that independence, right. And to, to have a part in making sure the household is running and that they're taking care of themselves. And we caught ourselves sometimes like, Ooh, we're probably doing more for them than we need to here. It's, it's right. time to, 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 to develop and um, get them involved in this. And can, I want to ask you a little bit about now your relationship with your husband in this process um, yeah, it sounds like you're generally you had a lot of agreement on on where you were going with with these things. Uh, but you also mentioned early on sort of conversations about, uh, for lack of a better word, division of labor. Um, <laughs> That's what I called it. <laughs> I think yeah, maybe it was. So yeah. um, how how did that work with, for you guys in terms of this process now of, of raising the kids as they're starting to take on some of the responsibilities and lessons of life um, yeah were yeah you, do you feel like certain roles were more suited to you or to him or how did you walk through that yeah yeah 
Um, Actually, I'll I'll take a little bit of a step back, Kevin, and say in the early years, um, I struggled. I felt like I was the one that kept saying, okay, like, when are, when are we going to have kids? When are we going to, when are we going to do this? And I'm like, aren't you interested in being a parent? Like, why do I keep initiating all of those conversations? Mm -hmm. You know, and at some point I had to get like, I'm the mom, I'm the biological mom, right? I'm going to, I'm going to be the one who is growing a baby inside of me for nine months, right? That there's, there's probably naturally going to be more considerations there, right? I'm just going to be processing it at a different level than he is. And this was one of those times where I shifted a disempowering perspective to an empowering one. At one point it was like, I have to be the mom, right? I have to get pregnant. I have to gain weight. I have to deliver a baby. And then (laughs) you know, when you have a baby inside of you and they're kicking and you can feel them and you get to carry them around inside of you all day, like it shifted to like, I get to be the mom, Uh right. And wanted to breastfeed. And, um, you know, we introduced bottles and pumping and all of that as soon as we could. So dad could be as involved and do the early morning feeding, but you know, there, there was just stuff there that fell to me as the, as the mom. And then, and then that became a privilege. Right. And then as we um, kept going um, there, there, there are things that are, that naturally go with me. If the kids want to talk about their feelings, they come to mom. Right. If um, yeah, if, I mean, if, if they want to ride, if they want to figure out how to get to and fro, uh, they, they go to dad. Um, certain homework comes to me, certain homework goes to him, right? I'm grammar. <laughs> He's history. Okay. Yeah. How do you, how do you feel about that? Or how did you feel about that um, as you were kind of moving into those things that, that obviously you, you're, I mean, your level of self-awareness is, is fantastic recognizing oh. i mean i'm not saying that you, obviously you you caught yourself at, at points which a lot of us don't <laughs> so um congratulations on that that's that's fantastic now i'm wondering how your husband was in this and how you were feeling about uh was there ever an issue to you about oh um you know how come how come i get to hear all of their emotional stuff and did he struggle with that? Did he want to be a part of that side of the relationship Ooh. or did he ever bring that up or? Oh, okay. So one of the things I always practice and preach and talk about, and we've talked about as a family for a long time is strengths-based leadership. Okay. So I remember Kevin, when the kids were seven and five, like, and our, and our kids could not be more different. Our oldest is a girl. Our youngest is a boy. She's got many of the oldest child traits. He's got many of the youngest child traits. She's got like some stereotypical female feminine traits. He's got stereotypical masculine traits. And then they're just different. They have different strengths, different interests. And we've, and we've always talked about that. And I think that's always been important because we, we don't treat them the same. 
We would figure out strategies that worked with her and we would turn around to do them with him. You know, like we'd be feeling confident, like we figured this out. And then we'd turn around and like try to give like a natural consequence to him. And he's like, I don't care. Because <laughs> he is so laid back. Like it would be an epic fail. <laughs> like, oh, all right, that's right. He's different. We gotta, we gotta figure this out. So coming back to your question, I, I think just in my husband's name is Kevin. In my relationship with Kevin, like, like we kind of think it's cool to rely on each other's strengths. So like, yeah, you take this part of parenting, you rock at this, you go and do it. And then just, you know, acknowledge the other person for that. I mean, my husband will do research. I hate research. And so, you know, my daughter wants to be in club volleyball. You know, we want to take a family trip here. I mean, he's taking all of that on figuring out all of the, the schedule, the paperwork, how this, how this is going to work. And I'm like, you're awesome. Go for it. (laughs) Speaking of strengths. Yeah. I'm curious to hear your perspective on uh, on your husband's, put it this way, what do you think, what do you see that he gave most to your children? Well, what have they learned or gained from him that you think was most valuable so far? Uh, his time and attention. He is the playful dad. Right. I'll be the organizer. I'll be making sure that people got food before we go do this, before we this. My husband will sit down and play with them. Whether it's, you know, now it's cards, right, or um, board games, um, right? You know, it, it used to be Legos and whatever. He has the patience and he just wants to. One of the things that when we were engaged and we were talking about what do we appreciate about one another, I said that he is going to help me always appreciate the little things. Hmm. And he said, I'm going to keep him young and keep him trying new things. And he's just really great at enjoying the moments and being present with his kids. Um, yeah, I'm I maybe going back like, you know, 15, 20 years, um, you know, mo- moving up in his career, he had opportunities to um, be vice presidents who would need to travel 75% of the time. And he turned those jobs down because he said, why did I have kids? Why do I have a family to be gone three quarters of the time. I'm, I'm not doing that. Now we've both traveled for work and we feel like that has been good for our kids to learn some independence, to have weeks with grandma and grandpa, um, or even a family friend, you know, it just creates different dynamics that everybody learns from. Um, but yeah, he wasn't going to be the, the dad who was gone that much. Right. And was that a difficult choice? Like the, I don't, I mean, I want to get into your finances, but I mean, <laughs> it's a, I mean, we've, I know my wife and I have made some choices like that, that cost us financially and it was a noticeable cost at times. So, um, but also like I, you guys clearly are 
you've become very clear on working with strengths and knowing who you are and what you're doing. So I think I suspect from that perspective, it wasn't difficult, but um, were there other factors that maybe made that difficult or was it a, you know what, this is good and we can do it and it's away we go. Yeah. Um, it, it, it worked. I was, you know, always completely at, at peace with the choices. And I would worry about him, you know, like, is he going to wish that he had taken on these, these different roles, but he kept moving up in his career in other ways. And he just was really clear, like, even if it's going to mean, you know, I don't get to that level. I'm not saying yes to that. Right. I'm not saying yes Mm -hmm. to that much travel. And he has never regretted it. I've asked him several times. Oh, awesome. Oh, I'm so happy for you. That's, that's oh, fantastic. And I appreciate hearing some of these, these perspectives and the things that you guys have been through that I think would be helpful for others to consider for sure. And I know we need to wrap up. Um, yeah. And, uh, but just a couple of thoughts before we do one is, um, is there, I'm trying to remember what you, you said about sort of where you're coming from your business and so on. Is there any reason why people would want to reach out to you or is there, do you want to make yourself available to listeners? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I yeah. Totally no, I, I mean, what you said in the beginning about what you're doing, where you, I don't even know if yeah. you told me what your career is. <laughs> um, the, the courage of a leader, leadership development consultant and coach. Right. right. Um, so. Yes. I mean, so looking at leadership in any area of your life, there's free resources that are out there on courageofaleader.com. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, Kevin, I don't know if you want to mention it. I don't keep this website up to date. It's way out of date, but there is lovingthepregnantyou.com, which is about doing pregnancy and parenting your way. But that's what the leadership is all about, right? How do you do leadership your way? How do you be authentically you? Um, how do you make the choices that are going to work best for you and your circumstances, you and your team in that case, right? Not your family. Yeah. Okay, super. Well, we'll put those things in the show notes. And you know what? Loving to pregnant you, I don't think the the good principles on that are going to change at any point. So not keeping it up to date, I don't think is a problem. So we're, okay. we're going we're gonna to get shut out here. Here's okay. an interesting thought. I yeah. would love to have a conversation with your husband and take his perspective and, and, and put it on this, if that's something you guys ever want to consider. Um, I can ask you. him. Um, but for today, I think we need to wrap it up. And uh, okay. we'll see you in the other rooms, I guess. But I really appreciate the chance to talk to you. I'm so glad that we uh, yeah. got put together here. So. Yeah, thanks for this. It is is interesting to reflect and think about. All right. We've taken another step towards that legendary dad status today. And I'm excited and honored to be part of this journey with you. Now, if you go to kevinwillspeak.com, you can book time to speak with me directly about any questions or comments you have. Or you can connect with me on social media or post in the comments below. Guys, I'm convinced that we all have what it takes. And if we work together, we can all become legendary dads.